hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. You can call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. They're all over social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search out at Rob Golfie. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or you have a topic idea you would like us to tackle on a future program, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That is questions at robgolfie.com. host of topics to get to today, including the latest out of the Remax blog, Five Tips to Sell Your House. We have the top three first-time homebuyer mistakes. I'm sure you guys have seen some of these from time to time. We'll also talk about uh, an online real estate platform in Alberta that is promising to save buyers and sellers time and money. We'll dive into that. And uh, we'll begin the day with um, Hamilton Burlington Real Estate Association statistics are out for the month of October. Things are looking up once again. I'll give you some top-line uh, statistics before we dive into uh, neighborhood by neighborhood. And uh, over the last 10 years, we have some statistics to run through as well. So the local real estate association reporting 1,145 sales of residential properties uh, within the area. October sales up from September and August as well, also higher compared to October of 2018 by 6.4%. So October to October 2018 to 2019 up by 6.4%. The average price for residential properties going up 7.1% from October of 2018. It now stands at an Again, this is the Hamilton Burlington Real Estate Association, six hundred two thousand dollars. That's a pretty healthy number. It is very strong. It's uh, you know I I don't know what to say. Is that uh, I I I I'm sure it's going to flatline eventually, where it's just going to stop for a bit, and uh, because this continuous growth eventually it has to hit a ceiling, and then it'll just stop, and then and then uh, when. Th- economy will catch up and then it'll start climbing again but uh but yeah no it's they're strong numbers they're strong numbers Definitely. and uh you know a lot of a lot of people are still buying houses and selling houses and a lot a lot of a lot of things are happening let's get into the uh, nitty-gritty here so this is all residential october 2019 uh, burlington the average price again this is just burlington seven hundred eighty nine thousand dollars hamilton and again this is all residential five hundred forty four thousand uh, dollars detached homes in hamilton the average sale price is $593,000 last month. That's compared to $542,000 in 2018. And I want to touch on this as well. Average days on market in Hamilton sitting at uh, 31.8, slightly higher than last year at this time, 30.2. Burlington, uh, a little bit longer days on market, 33 compared to 28. But I wanted to get your reaction to this number. The semi-detached town row 
uh, slash link, which I'm not sure what link is. I, I guess it's uh, the row houses or townhouse li- type li- of li- style. Links are the those houses that when you if you drive through a neighborhood, you see them. Um, they're not that far apart. They're, they're detached homes above ground, okay. but underground they're they're attached by. Uh, ah. By um, uh, the foundation, the foundation. So they have, an, uh, they have so the same support. They just have a, it's basement. like a link. Yeah. They, they have a link attached underground to the basement. Yeah. They, they, like if you break your basement open, you're not going to get into the other basement. It's just a link that connects the two. Like it's like a, a wall, like yeah, it's a, like a supporting wall, yeah. a supporting wall you, between. You, the best way to describe it is you, you looking at going through a neighborhood with link homes. For somebody that isn't familiar with, you know, construction, building, or, or, or real estate for that matter, they won't be able to tell. That it, for them, it'll just look like a detached home. Mm-hmm. The only difference is in the basement. It's it's there's there's, there's, a, there's a link between that, the t- that, that that attaches the two foundations together. Yeah. So it. so yeah. the way the the easy way to step is so you got two boxes, they're about four feet apart, right? And then you put a line connected to the two boxes. Right, so let's say the two boxes are basements, yeah, yeah. and then you put a line together, and then, and that's how it links mm, up underground. It's just a, it's just a, a, a concrete. There's not too many wall of them. linked. They they built a lot of them to to make it cheaper for uh, affordable housing. Um, and you can tell link homes is that the houses are closer together, mm-hmm. and they line up exactly all the way down the street. They're right. so like like they're like. So like would the, they all be linked, or is it just two or linked? No, two, 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 so two, two, at two. Okay. two at a time. Yeah, every two. Interesting. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so to to that point, uh, the semi town row slash link uh, um, days on market for Burlington uh, last year at this time twenty three days on market last month seventeen. Yeah. And for Hamilton twenty eight in October of twenty eighteen down to twenty four last month. So are, are these things just flying off the shelf, yes. so to speak? They're 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 affordable. They're um and and sometimes you have to explain to the uh the buyer, you know, what it is. And there's nothing wrong with a link home. It's just it's just it's just sure. linked underground. Or townhouse it's still or a, yeah, yeah, it's still this is this is still highlighting the townhouse home. the townhouse yeah. market. The semi detached market. That's basically what it is, yeah. 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 But and this is because of the price point. Yes. They're really popular. That's right. And they built a lot of those I I think in the um uh, I think the seventies and eighties and stuff like that, like the eighties, and uh, they just, you know, it was easy for the builders. It was cheaper for the builders to build, and it was mm-hmm. cheaper for the consumer to buy. So the the the, the savings went all the way down the line. Now, it, it, there's nothing wrong with those homes; they're fine. Sure, yeah. It's a good it's a good stepping uh, way, uh, inter- intro way to get into the market, and then you know, then you go on to the next one. That market is incredible. How much it's appreciated in the past, you know, two and a half to three years, right? It, it's. Right now, we're, we're the appreciation of a townhouse or a semi-detached house is catching up to almost how much a detached house costs. Right? People people are finding that you know, let's go buy a townhouse with all the upgrades and amenities mm-hmm. that that we want. You know, the the high end appliances, granite countertops, pot lights, instead of you know buying a detached house that that needs a little bit of work that we're gonna have to put a couple you know a couple thousand dollars into right and and we still might not you know we still might have that carpet or or that you know that unfinished basement that that we don't want so we we've seen you know a ton of buyers just go towards these these high-end townhomes instead of the the lower end detached homes well here's the average price in uh, october of 2019 in hamilton for a semi-town row link uh, type of home four hundred seventy-two thousand dollars. That's compared to five hundred ninety-three thousand. So for a hundred thousand dollars more, which again is a lot of money for a lot right. of people, um, you can get a detached home 
Right. Uh, so there is a, there's not that much difference. Not that you might uh, think it, you, you would think it would be a little bit more different. Yeah, no, it's it, it, they've gone up in price quite a bit. Like like the, the lower end homes have come up in value so dramatically that it's it because because they're lower and there's yeah. a bigger buyer pool. Yeah. yeah, and that's why they've driven that market up. Interestingly, though, in Burlington, the semi town row link average price last month was six hundred six thousand dollars. The average price of a detached home in Burlington, just over a million. So wow. there is a huge disparity. Yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. big separation. That, that, yeah. and, and that's just due to the demographic of, of, right. of Burlington. You have a lot right? more high-end homes in yeah. Burlington, too. And, and, and a lot more you know, no larger properties, you know, bigger neighborhoods with yeah. bigger homes, and, and that just goes you know, to that demographic. Right. But it, it, and you can, you can you know, peel it back, and then you can look at the condo market in comparison to the townhouse market. Mm-hmm. And there's some incidences where... The condo market's catching the townhouse market, but that's when somebody has to decide, okay, am I going to pay you know, $400,000 for a condo or pay $450,000 for a townhouse? Now, somebody might like the amenities of a condo, right? Because that person buying the condo, usually their condo fee is going to surpass and they can still afford that townhouse. It's not necessarily a price it, right. it's, it's more. It's more so what style of living do you want? So somebody buying a, a condo, you know, they might like the pool or the gym or, you know, the underground parking or, or, or whatever, but they can still afford that, that, that townhouse. So it's the same comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, neighborhood by neighborhood, uh, I want to highlight a few places. Hamilton West, uh, sales have declined from uh, 47 last year at this time to 53 last month. And the average sale price in Hamilton West also went down. It went from 523 at this time last year to $514,000. And that's the only area really on the list in Hamilton that has gone down. Uh, I would guess a couple of the big ticket item homes didn't sell. And probably, that, that's yeah. Kind of and it's plateaued probably. It's, yeah. it's hit a ceiling for the price, so it's just going to sit there for a bit. Um, we'll, we'll know more in, uh, in the new year and see what, what's going to happen with, mm-hmm. with the, those numbers in the West End. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton East, very flat, 91 last year at this time, 92 sales last month. Average price going up a little bit, 381000 to 414000 Hamilton Center has gone up both uh, in terms of sales and price. Sales went from 97 to 118 last month, and the price went from 370, uh, 373 to 398 on the mountain, the number of sales last October, 177, compared to 198 last month. The price on the Hamilton Mountain now averaging out at $514,000. at up from 460. So the mountain is still extremely popular. It, it is. That's where everybody moves to. They, you know, they start off below the city and they move up on the upper uh, on the mountain after. Yeah. Uh, Grimsby, uh, relatively flat in, in terms of sales, 40 last October compared to 49 last month. The average price, though. Uh, jumping significantly, five hundred and two thousand dollars last October, six sixty five last month. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, I know. I don't know what uh, what caused that. I know. I know. Grimsby uh, has become popular just because of the fact that it was ranked n- the n- number two city in Canada to 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 live to, to live. Yeah. So, so that'll and, get some buyers there. Yeah. So it's, and, and a lot of people call it uh, Mini Oakville, like you know, and, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just a little small little community. It's a nice community. It's it's a it's a haven for GTA buyers who are who Definitely. are moving towards yeah. you know moving towards affordable housing. It's it's kind of drive down the QEW until you can afford to buy, mm-hmm. or, or or drive down the QEW until you're happy with the housing crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and you know sometimes people stop off in Grimsby and and realize that you know. It's still expensive in comparison to 
to the Burlington market or, or, or in comparison to the rest of Niagara right. and, you know, what you can get in Grimsby in comparison to what you can get in Niagara Falls or St. Catharines and, and that might be a little bit yeah. more attractive. So, so we've seen people kind of bypass Grimsby and, and, and flood the Niagara markets. Then we, we, we've also seen the Grimsby prices kind of stay, stay stagnant and, and, but still strong. Yeah. Well, they're on the way up last month. One more, uh, Burlington, 278 sales last year at this time, 268 last month. The average price rising from 754 to 787. So things are uh, continuing. Uh, to go up in Burlington. Burlington was down last year, and it's yeah. kind of had a, a yeah. big bounce back year yeah. month after month, so it's a, a good rebound. sign for, for Burltonians. When we come back, we'll have some more stats in terms of the last 10 years in each of uh, our communities in this area. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like the Rob Golfi Facebook page as well. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, Remax blog has outlaid some uh, tips to sell your house. Also talk about some first-time homebuyer mistakes. And uh, a company out in Alberta is offering an online real estate platform that is promising buyers and sellers time and money. We shall see. Um, so over the last year, there has been some healthy gains in terms of the average price of a home in our area. So we'll start in Hamilton, where the price uh, continues to climb. Yeah, in January, it, it started off as uh, 497000 uh average sale price. Uh, and, then, and, then it cl- and now up to October, it's up to 547000 So So it's climbed quite a bit. So it... You know, people say, "Well, I'd rather wait till the spring." The spring is always good. There's more buyers and there's you know more listings, but right now it, it is good. Like like if you compare from October versus January, we're way up. Mm-hmm. So and and it'll continue that way in this in this market because there's people that are looking. They need to find a house now. If you put your house up for sale now, you don't have much competition. So there's a high, there's a high probability that you're going to do a little better on your price because of the fact that there's not much other homes up for sale. Right I think now. if you go back to and reflect on this year and what's happened this year in our spring market. We didn't have that robust, crazy spring market that we were expecting, right? I, I, I know if you go back to some of our, our radio shows, we were expecting, you know, the, the multiple offer situations this spring. We still got them, but it, 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 the days on market were still high. Now, what we found is that spring market dragged out through our summer, and now it's coming into our fall market where mm. the market's still strong. It just it just spread out over the course of the entire year, and that's mm-hmm. what the numbers are showing. The biggest rise month to month in Hamilton was basically April to May, where it rose about 
$20,000. For the most part, since May, it's been kind of stagnant. 547, 543 in June, 547 in July, 546 in August, 547 in September, 547 in October. So it's been relatively flat in terms of the average price. Inconsistent, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But come the spring, next spring, who knows, there might be another... Twenty grand, right? Oh, yeah. Increase. So, if you're yeah. looking for a house now, might be a good time to it, jump it, in. It, it is, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We, we we were working with this lakefront, this this buyer, and wanted to live on the water. Want for the last three years, wanted to live on the water, constantly looking to live on the water. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, they could have bought a property for for eight hundred thousand dollars, nine hundred thousand dollars. That same property today is well over one point four, one point five million dollars. So we're in the market. Get well, the getting's good, <laughs> and, and and they can't, and they just hadn't pulled the trigger. And, and three years ago, you know, we're we're fifty grand apart or a hundred grand apart on on price, yeah. right? Because it wasn't worth it at that time. But today, you know, <laughs> that that same property is one point three. Now, my question to them or or to anyone, well, is that same property going to be worth one point seven? And then in another three years, right. and that's and that's that's you know what we advocate for is get into the market, get you know get yourself into the market and start building that equity because housing prices have shown no no signs of of slowing down or, or stopping. Mm-hmm. It's, it's continually to to appreciate. The uh, the buyer out there now, I mean, we're looking at the numbers. They must realize that the longer they wait, the more money they're going to end up spending, right? Right. So here's the thing. So let's say you buy two properties out there. You got your personal residence and you buy an investment property. And let's say the combination of the two properties, or it could, it could be three, is a million dollars. Now, if we're getting an increase of 5 6% a year on a million dollars, you're getting you're you've just increased your net worth of $60,000. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean, like it's just uh it it, it you're you're and it's, it's going to compound. It's going to compound every single year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so it just um and it and it's tough. Yeah, you got to deal with the, you know, the the pluses and the minuses that goes with, you know, owning properties, but then if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it, right? So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there is some headaches and some heartaches yeah, along the yeah, way, but yeah. uh, at the end of the day, financially, it is uh, worth uh, worth your while. Uh, let's look at Burlington. So, in Burlington, the average price of a home in the city was seven hundred nine thousand. It stands now at seven seventy nine. Yeah. So, a seventy thousand dollar spike. Yeah, yeah, it, it it jumped from the beginning of the year till the uh, October. So, so again, people always say, "Well, I rather wait until the spring." Yeah, the spring. It is a faster market in the spring. There is more houses, there are more buyers, and you're selling more houses. Right. But average sale price, this this sh- shows it right here. It's proof in the pudding. Biggest jump from February to March. So Burlington in the spring really, I mean, it was gangbusters. Went from yeah. 683 to 738. Yeah, it's amazing. Look, look at that. Eh? It just uh, it just grows. Yeah, but, and then uh, kind of fluctuated, or uh, you know, especially between May and June when it went from seven forty three to seven seventy seven, and it's been kind of around that area right. for the last couple months. Burlington's still a hot spot. Welland, interesting that uh, we don't talk about Welland a lot. No, I thought I'd throw that in there. But <laughs> yeah. th- there's interesting <laughs> numbers here because at the start of the year, three hundred fifty six thousand dollars. It dipped in February to three twenty five. Came back in March to three sixty nine. Went over four hundred thousand. In April, back down to 357 in May. It's been a yo-yo in Wellington. Yeah, and then and then in uh, September up to 408, and now it's back back to 375. So it just it's it's it. I don't know what what's causing it. But if you're a buyer, I mean, this yeah. is almost like the, throwing the, a dart on well, the dartboard. Right, right? N- right now is a good time, especially there in uh, in Welland to to buy. Welland doesn't sell that many high end homes, and when they do sell one, it kind of construes the numbers right. a little bit. So. 
Um, and it's and that's probably why there's that little, that fluctuation on the numbers there for sure. Mm-hmm. Is Welland? Uh, you know, we we're talking about Niagara in terms of GTA buyers. Is it kind of on the on the outlier in terms of popularity? I yes. find, yeah. I, I, well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know who's moving, is it because of the location? I mean, you know, it's kind you know, of out of yeah, the way. Yeah. You know who's moving to Welland are the retirees. It's it's probably the cheapest area in Niagara, right. cheaper than Niagara Falls and St. Catharines, and they're moving into this um, community. Uh, in well, and they're brand new houses, and they're buying them for like five hundred thousand. They get a brand new house, mm-hmm. and uh, and like some of them don't mind it, but but the funny thing is, in this development, they're all out of town people. Yeah. So so they're they're all they all have something in common. They're all from the GTA somewhere else. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> like they they probably have a GTA club. You know how you know the Italians have the the Italian club <laughs> yeah, exactly. and uh, the Serbians have the Serbian yeah, club. Yeah. They're going to have a GTA, the GTA club there in Welland. <laughs> That's a great community. The thing about Welland which is attractive to most investors is you can get incredible cap rates out there in terms of your your return on investment on a monthly rental payment. Hmm. You can get 8 9% on 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 yeah. on a cap rate. And, but but you're you're not going to get the appreciation that you would get in a in a Grimsby Burlington Waterdown area where right. where the cap rate here you know even in Hamilton might be four or three percent especially in today if somebody finds a five or six percent cap that's that's great that's amazing but but you're not going to get that appreciation in Welland that you, that you that you would get right. here and do you want to explain that cap rate and how it works so basically what it is is it's the money that you're going to earn on a rental. Um, from a tenant, right? So if you're if you're the, the money that you're going to bring in over an annual basis, um, minus the cost of of carrying or or holding the property, which is your mortgage, your taxes, your your utilities, right. and then that's the percentage that you you would end up with mm-hmm. in terms of a monthly compound uh, percentage and what you're earning on your money every single year. So, so if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, well, this is a good idea. What what should the minimum cap rate be on someone who's going to be in this long term. Well, if you they're, can, yeah, if they're buy, if they're buying a like a like a, a, a six unit building uh, or even a, a twenty unit building, banks they, they what are they looking for? Five percent, five, five to six percent. If you can get eight percent, man, you you, you and just it's hit hard gold. to find. Yeah. It's hard to find because that's what everybody wants. If you if you put up a building today in Hamilton at a five percent cap rate, it's gone tomorrow. It, it would be it would be sold. Out immediately, we're the Toronto market is in a negative cap rate percentage market really? where people are, are losing money on their monthly expenses or their monthly costs, but they're gaining the money on appreciation value. So it's a long term investment where mm. somebody's willing to buy a building. It's going to be hard to get financing for it because the banks won't finance them due to the the, the cap rate right. or due to the monthly rental incomes. But but they're 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 confident in their investment because the appreciation's been so strong. For so long, hmm. and then when you come into into Hamilton and throughout Niagara, you know the cap rate will will, will go up, but that appreciation value won't be as strong. Right, and it's different. It's different for everything, um, it, it, especially when you when you're when you're trying to you know get a lender, um, you know one of the banks. That's that's what they're going to look at. Is they're 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 looking at the cap rate, and that's how they you know you know depending on the quality of the building, the quality of the rents, and the you know the location. That's that's what they're going to decide if hmm. if. What, what they're going to lend you. And sometimes people are stuck in situations where, you know, the banks might only lend them, you know, 50%, right? So now you have to come up with 50% down payment because of the cap rate. The cap right. rate isn't as strong. So Interesting. it's, it's you got to get creative in terms of your financing. Um, you got to get creative in terms of, you know, what you're going to do with that building. But financially, if the investment makes sense, then you got to, you know, 
it depends on who what, what you're looking for. Right, situations are different. Uh, one more community to get to, St. Catharines. So again, if uh, you know the Grimsby's of the world are a little too expensive for you, especially for those GTA uh, people who are looking to retire in Niagara, St. Catharines seems to be a popular spot because the average sale price in that city started at $734,000. It has spiked to $441,000 here in October. You st- three yeah three you said seven hundred sorry, sorry three hundred seventy four three hundred seventy four thousand you said seven hundred oh wow <laughs> so you're getting dyslexic there on your numbers there <laughs> yes three seventy four three yeah three yeah so it starts off in January uh, average sale price three hundred seventy four thousand and 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 October finishes at four hundred forty one thousand mm-hmm. but apart from January it's been well over four hundred thousand for all year yeah no I know it's just uh, see that so that that was a good time to buy. In uh, January of 2019, yeah, or even or, or November, December. So yeah. see how see because see how it starts off in uh, at low and and it and it's increased quite a bit. So there you go. Like you know, now is uh, you know you buy you, you buy now you're going to do well because of the new year it's going to go up and uh, also. If you sell now, you're going to also do well because it's higher than the beginning yeah, of the year. Exactly. So uh, St. Catharines still a popular spot for those that are looking to uh, visit the Niagara region and maybe put down roots uh, forever and ever. Amen. Let's go from uh, Niagara to Alberta. And I thought this was an interesting story. And there, we're seeing a few more of these companies crop up. So this is an, uh, an online real estate platform, for lack of a better term. It's called Bodie Canada. It's launched a tech platform it promises will make home selling and buying easier and cheaper. We've heard this before. The augmented reality program allows sellers to list their properties for no fee up front, then markets the listing to various sites. The seller and buyer then connect, and when the property sells, Bodie takes a flat 1% service fee on the final selling price. So the price... Uh, is uh, the, co- uh, the concept is similar to ones like Airbnb and Uber where two interested parties connect and the middleman, a.k.a. the realtor, is eliminated. However, this company says that it's not about edging out realtors. One of the uh, people behind this says, quote, uh, we're not saying this is going to change overnight for that segment, uh, talking about real estate, but we believe this new segment of people would love to do business this way. So... Again, it's it's more of the private sale. They it's, want to take out the commission, uh, and maybe they'll find it easier. But in terms of buying and selling, there's a lot of money that's going to be left on the table here. Well, for sure there is. And you know what? The, I understand people want to save money, but they're actually losing money. Because what happens is these people have their houses for sale with these companies. And agents are going and, and saying, hey, listen, we'll come in. But the homeowner does have zero support from these companies. So basically, he's left on his own. Right. It's so, just a platform. Yeah. Here's your list. Yeah. Right? He's left on his own to negotiate, and yeah. you have no idea. So the way it's set up is that, hey, you, Rick, you have your house up for sale. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to – listen, you're representing yourself. I'm representing my client. Mm-hmm. I am going to beat you up so bad that after it's all said and done, you're going to go, what? Just yeah. happened. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I maybe I should have hired a realtor to represent me. I could, I should have sold this house for four, more money. And then you find out your neighbor next door puts his house up for sale a month after you did and gets probably fifty thousand dollars more or more than you did. And you're going, and then you're scratching your head. And <laughs> and going, yeah. What did I? What did I do wrong? And, what, it for the rest of your and life. it happens. I'm telling you, these homeowners they're representing themselves. They're getting beat up by the agents, and uh, and the agents are saying, Hey, listen, we work for this. And it, it, we see it now with the private for sale companies right now. Yeah. They're getting beat up. And, and the, the timeline that they give up 
and and they spent twenty one days. It's three weeks. Three weeks. They spent a thousand bucks just to get the kit, hmm. right? After three weeks, they're going. You know what? This was a bad idea. So they've already got a thousand dollars invested. Yeah. But if they deal with a realtor, they have zero money invested until they accept a price that's acceptable to them. Right. That's it. But uh, but these companies are always going to come up, and they're going to try to you know you know find a way. And they gr- they grab your money. They grab. I'm not sure if the one percent or whatever is up front or whatever. But there's other companies that grab your thousand bucks, and they don't care. They got your money. Mm-hmm. They sold. They, yeah, they're they, done. They, whether they sell over. it or not, they don't care. They 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 can go wherever they, they want. Got their one percent. Yeah. Uh, Calgary's real estate board saying that uh, innovation with different business models is important for the industry. However, the manager for member practice, Ryan DeLuca, added that licensing must be followed as well as code of conduct and other industry rules. So I'm sure the uh, Calgary Real Estate Board will be keeping an eye on Bodie Canada. And they were saying that some builders were using this, right? I understand builders. Builders, what they do is they have a team of people that work for them that are not realtors. So you, when you're looking at buying a house, brand new house, you don't have to be licensed. You can have uh, unlicensed people sitting there and they you know help you with uh, whatever you're looking for. Right. So to them... Um, they they put their house on they they put it on the MLS system and you're still dealing with uh, the builder the builder's price never changes this is our price this that's is it. the upgrades that's it so it's <laughs> yeah. not there's no negotiations yeah. they're just getting the exposure from the sites that's all yeah. still to come top three first time homebuyer mistakes and we'll also get to the latest Remax blog five tips to sell your house you're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com, the all-new robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime, whether you're buying or selling, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Remember, Golfie gets it sold. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter, like the Rob Golfie Facebook page, and download the latest Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Still to come, the top three first-time homebuyer mistakes and the Remax blog this week has five tips to sell your house. Philip Golfie looked at me during the break and said, "Are we done with this topic? Because I want to chew on it a little yeah, bit more." Yeah, I, I like these articles. I, I, um, I often read them, and then you know, sometimes it gives me an anxious rush where I'm like, you know what? There's, there's a lot of disruptors in our industry, in any industry. The way you buy clothes, the way you buy cars, the way you buy houses. There's always going to be disruptors, and and I think it comes back to you, you start to peel it back and there's people waking up every single day to eliminate us, right? And and we've seen, you know, the biggest corporations such as Blockbuster, such as a taxi driver be, you know, completely eliminated out of the landscape. Sure, and yeah. I think it's, you know, are we are we those next people that, that might be gone? But I think, you know, from my experience in working with, with sellers, you know, anybody can put a for sale sign on the front lawn and, 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 and just put their house up for sale. And that's that's the easiest part of, of real estate. And, yeah. and that's what I often say to somebody is if you're going to hire somebody just to put a for sale sign on your front lawn and, and you know, put it up on MLS, well, 
I go, you can do that yourself. But when it comes down to, you know, the support during a negotiation or the support during, you know, a big decision, you're going to be looking at yourself at the kitchen table without access to somebody who's done this hundred times a year, hundreds of times a year to be able to support you. And I think that's, that's the difference when it comes to each one of those programs. You don't need support to to get yourself from point A to point B, right? You know where Mm -hmm. you want to be, but it's that in-between support to assist you and, and help you through those times that I, I feel confident that, you know, there's there's that very strong value to, to help somebody through that. So as much as it's just, oh, well, you know, mine's a townhouse and it's a simple townhouse and, you know, everybody's going to buy it. It's not like I'm selling a big luxury home and there's a lot of ins and outs to it. It's just a townhouse. But it's not about that. It's not about the house. It's mm-hmm. about the, the time from the, the offer to the negotiation to the closing that you've never done before right. that, that, you know, the average person only does three or four times in their entire life that they're not going to be able to know what to do or, or answer a specific question or, or overcome a certain objective or a challenge that, that that's yeah. going to happen. Or right? go on an online chat and say, Hey, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's not, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think the, our, our, our industry has changed dramatically where we've ad- adjusted to to overcome these you know disruptors i would say and 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 we're we're the way i explain ourselves is we're not you know we're not a real estate team we're we're a tech and marketing team that sells real estate and that's that's what we've become hmm. yeah and uh, i mean experience goes a long way too right you can't yeah. uh, you can't get this with these uh, you know little startups that are just online mm-hmm. uh top three first-time home buyer mistakes you guys have dealt with uh, thousands of first-time home buyers and uh, yes there are mistakes that they make uh, so number one, not listening to or not listening, pardon me, to the buyer's agent. Is this a common mistake? Yeah, but it's making yeah. sure that you're you're listening to the to the right buyer's agent. Right. right? Yeah, that, that's so, more accurate. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think there's a lot of realtors that listen to our show and listen to our thing, and something that we we can all relate to, especially if you live in Hamilton or Niagara. We got a ton of GTA buyers coming down this area with their buyer's agent who who. Who don't know anything know about the market, right? Yeah, don't know the market. They don't know the street. They don't know. So, how are you going to ask your Toronto real estate agent about you know the schools and the parks and the amenities and you know the north end of St. Catharines right. where they've, they've no never idea. been before and that's their first time ever going down that street? So, yeah. I mean, making sure you choose the right buyer's agent in, in terms of the right area and 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 I know like for a rule of thumb on our team in terms of we we work where we live right and that's kind of you know, if you're going to live in a certain area and try, it, it doesn't it doesn't really work out. You're you're way more in touch with your community and where you walk every day, where you shop every day, where you go to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And and that's you know one of our rule of thumbs is because you're you're in tune with with you know the dynamics of that community. You know about certain developments. You know who lives where. You know you know the schools, the teachers at the schools, the principals. Like it's very important when in, in being able to offer that value to to buyers. Uh, number two, not getting a pre-approval letter, basically from the bank, to you know understand what you qualify for, and at the end of the day, you're not wasting someone else's time, right? It, it, it makes negotiations better when you have that letter, uh, especially if you're in, in competition. So if you if if you're let's say you're going in conditional on uh, financing, and uh, you bring that letter, it just gives that little bit more. Hey, you know this is going to be this is a solid offer. Yeah. You know they've done their homework before they actually put an offer in. On top of that, the average conditional period right now is what you see on 95% of offers is a five-day conditional on finance. Banking so, days. Banking yeah, five days. banking days. So if you have that pre-approval letter, that means that that person who's going to write your mortgage or going to do your mortgage already has all your income documents. So from the first day of that accepted offer, he's able to submit your 
uh, your mortgage application to the underwriters. Now, with a lot of people that don't have this pre-approval letter is the first or second or third day, they're running around to gather these documents because they haven't done it in the past. Right. And now all of a sudden you're missing your financing date. You're pushing it back. It's it's a, it's a an anxious rush to be able to fit everything in and get everything in that timeline. That pre- pre-approval letter represents that you've done uh, that that mortgage application is is put together. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is put the address and the price on it, and away you go. The party's over. Yeah, uh, yeah. Save a lot of hassle and time. That's for sure. We'll get to the final uh, first time home buyer mistake when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie. Sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team. Head online to robgolfie.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And download the latest Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Uh, the top three first-time homebuyer mistakes we had not listening to the buyer's agent or the, the local buyer's agent, uh, not getting a pre-approval letter. Level letter. I can't talk today. <laughs> Number three, buying the most expensive home. How many first-time home buyers have you dealt with that go to the max? They 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 look at the most expensive home and then they realize they can't buy it. Then they have to go look at other homes, and it's so difficult. And it's hard to compare after. That's right? right. Yeah, it's like it's like you know driving a nice car and say, okay, this is the one I want, but I can't afford it. I got to go with a lesser car. And you're like, oh, I don't like this car because it's, you know the seats aren't as comfortable. It doesn't have heated seats. It yeah. doesn't have this. Doesn't have that. But it it it, it is uh, um, you know buying the most expensive home. I mean, they have to work harder if they're going to buy yeah, it. They're going to exactly. they have to live to that lifestyle. They're going to they can't eat out every day. They they have to bring a, a be, you know, a brown bag lunch uh, to work and yep. it, those little things make the difference at the end of the month, you know, for affording My, a, a, my experience a with the first-time home buyers recently is is they're nickel and dimers, right? Like like 20,000 or 10,000 on on a mortgage is is like a lot of money to them, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you're if you're, you know, going with somebody that's coming from a, their second or third property, they got a ton of equity built up, usually their mortgages are a lot smaller and 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 they're bringing a big down payment, but but these first-time home buyers today are so savvy and understand the dynamics and the in, in, of each market, mm. right? And I'll still have people and in, in, in they know their specific neighborhoods and the specific townhouses and what they sold for so well that they're able to recognize and identify what a good deal is and what it's not, right? And and we've gone through this experience for so long. Usually, the first-time home buyer takes a lot longer to to buy their property than than the average person, right? up to six, seven, even even a year where they're looking and they're keeping an eye on the market and they're looking and they're looking that, that they can identify, you know, a good deal, a bad deal, because there's so much information available to them today that, that helps them and supports them through their entire purchase. <laughs> makes so, your job a little bit easier. It, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier, but... But from my experiences during those negotiations, they're yelling at me saying, Phil, it's not worth that price. Like, why are they signing back at that price? Like, <laughs> right. you know, the, the one down the street fold, sold for this and the one next door sold for this and the one around the corner sold for this. So it's completely backed up by an analytical and data approach in terms yeah. of their negotiation. It's not, not um, you know, a fall in love or an emotional process. It's, you know, I'm going to buy this for the best value. And that's right. that's been my experience lately. 
obviously, you know, it's not it's not like that for everyone where somebody just, you know, wants wants a house and owning a house is so important and mm-hmm. and you know, that's all they've ever wanted. So they might slightly overpay and just say, Yeah, we'll we'll buy it, no problem. And then they might have a buyer's remorse right. a couple of weeks later. But so it might make your job a little bit harder if they're nickel and diamond because yeah, you're does. thinking, you know, yeah. it's not, but at it's the end of the day, lot, it's not a lot of those money. Those negotiations are a lot more fulfilling at the end when you go through that, you know, sometimes even a, a, a two, you know, a week long negotiation where a party walks away from the table and comes back in. And, and once you get that price that, that you truly think it's worth and what, what happens, and then that's, you know, it's it's fulfilling, and I guess I guess a good negotiation where no party is happy, right? That's right. the best negotiation. Yes. The seller isn't happy, the buyer isn't happy. That means everyone. <laughs> but it's still won. a win-win at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, five tips to sell your house. We got a couple of minutes to rip through these. Um, number one, get to know the real estate market, and and you know, Phil, you talked about this just a couple of minutes ago. Is you know, hire a realtor who knows the market, who knows the neighborhood, who knows the area, and do some research yourself. So obviously, that that'll, that'll go a long way. Yeah, when we when we go to a home evaluation. Evaluation. I always bring my laptop and and I'll hotspot my phone for Wi-Fi um, because every single time we're we're sitting at a kitchen table with someone, they always have questions about the most recent neighborhood sales and and they'll say to me, oh, you know, my neighbor told me that their their house sold for X amount of dollars, and I and I'll look at them. I go, no, no, that's that's wrong. Like that's thirty thousand dollars more than what it actually sold for. And then they'll say, well, that's what my neighbor said. And I go, well, if you look right <laughs> here, I have the actual sale price in front of me. So it's important to have that data in front of you while you're presenting to somebody and, and get an exact, you know, price on a home. How somebody, you know, if somebody shows up just with, you know, just with papers on on, on the information of, of that specific neighborhood, how are you supposed to really analyze that specific right. home? Makes a lot of sense. Number two, prepare your paperwork. So get things like utility bills, tax bills, renovation details, warranties, uh, mortgage details, survey and rental contracts already, which yes. you know, makes a lot of sense. It helps you guys uh, along. Declutter. So uh, clean the place. Uh, get a garbage bin. Throw a lot of stuff that you're not going to take to your next house away. Yeah. Uh, it makes a lot of sense too. Number four, start stocking up on boxes and moving supplies. Again, a no-brainer. No-brainer. We're lucky to, that we work with a woman named Corrine, and she helps every single one of our sellers declutter, um, not physically, but but she'll go in and, and and advise them on what they need to do to make their house more saleable. How you live and how you sell are two different things. Yeah. And she's she's there to assist you and help you and make that that transition to make your house more saleable. Last tip on selling your house, find a good real estate agent. So, 905-575-7700. That's your Rob easiest Golfie. one. That's the easiest Yeah, one. that's the, that, the, that's the easiest team. part. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for coming in. Another wonderful program in terms of selling your house for first-time home buyers. Uh, tips for selling your house, whether you're first-time or uh, the, the umpteenth time. Uh, great discussion as well on the uh, real estate stats as well. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week and enjoy the rest of the weekend here from all the gang here. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.